Hey, Nelson Alcoholic Addict. That's not my real name. It's a pen name that I came up with here at my newsletter. I was at a meeting recently where we read a section from the first 164 pages of the big book, and the word licked was used a bunch of time. Licked as in L-I-C-K-E-D. Licked as in I thought I had this alcohol problem. Licked. Um, in this instance, they're using the word lick to mean that you beat or overcame something. And I still hear that word sometimes in the year 2023, but not a lot. And it's usually from like a 84-year-old sports coach saying, we got licked out there today. Um, so it's not, <laughs> I can't think of a single time in my life where I've like said that word out loud or even considered using it. In fact, it's odd to me to even imagine a setting where I might dust that one off and fire it out <laughs> into the world. Um, I'm trying to think what it would have been like at rehab or one of my first meetings if I raised my hand and announced, you know, I really need some sober people to help me lick this thing. Um, I'm guessing I would have gotten some wide eyes and weird looks. <laughs> um, and that got me thinking about how awesome our sober literature is but how once in a while you can find, you know, you can see the seams a little bit. You can find the, the creakiness of it being written 80 years ago by people who were born. You know, that's the thing. This was all written in the late 1930s, early 1940s, most of our literature. But it was written by like 30-year-olds, 35, 40-year-olds, you know. So that means these are people born in like the year 1900. So guess what? People 125 years ago talk different than us, right? So, so, uh, licked is a good one. And a couple of my other favorites is, um, one is real corker. Uh, this term pops up a few times in recovery literature, specifically around alcoholism more so than drugs or any other program. I will not be using the term real corker, but it's obvious what it means. And I always like hearing it when I, when we read it, cause it's, it's one of those phrases where it's it's obvious what it means, you know. A real corker really likes to drink a lot. <laughs> and, and so uh, I was a real corker, you know. And so now I'm, what am I now? Like a un, an unreal corker? A real uncorker? I don't know. Um, so real corker, I, that, that cracks me up. Other one that makes me laugh a lot is whoopee party. To the best of my knowledge, I think there's two uses of this word uh, in uh, in the literature. One is on page 101 of the big book, and it's in the chapter Working with Others. And the passage goes like this. It says, um, so our rule is not to avoid a place where there is drinking if we have a legitimate reason for being there. That includes bars, nightclubs, dances, receptions, weddings, even plain, ordinary whoopee parties. Um, <laughs> there's also a mention of it on page 149 of the big book where it uh, it mentions drinker kinds of drinkers, and it says a casual or whoopee drinker. Um, and they that word, it makes me laugh every time because I've never heard anybody use the word whoopee in that way. I've heard of whoopee pies, which I love. But, and I also think I spent way too much time as a kid watching the newlywed game um, because they always use the word whoopee as a stand-in for sex. And 
So when I heard, <laughs> I first heard that our sobriety founding fathers and mothers would say they were at whoopee parties, my immediate thought was like, oh my God, were they doing some wild orgy shit? Um, <laughs> that is apparently not the case for teaching me that term. Um, I always laugh when I read those sections of the book. Last but not least, uh, John Barleycorn. If you've read any sober literature, you've probably seen many references to it. And it pops up quite a bit in older sobriety literature. And it's um, it's hard to des describe exactly what it means. I was trying to come up with a modern equivalent for it. But, um, you know, you'll hear people, people say, I had a month sober, but then old John Barleycorn came calling. And it's apparently a famous book titled John Barleycorn that was written by Jack London. And that phrase, John Barleycorn, was inspired by a British folk song. And it's all about, like, overusing alcohol. So John Barleycorn is sort of a mascot for that concept. And it ended up being used in a lot of different ways. And I never read the book or I heard the song. So I had to, like, poke around to understand its full context. And this seems like one of those terms that if you said it in 1945 at a meeting, every single person would nod their head. But it's also one of those terms that if you said it at a meeting in 2023, I think people would be like, uh, what? The John who? Um, so that was my first reaction when I first heard it. So I still don't quite know if I'm using it right, but uh, I think I kind of understand it. So those are some funny terms from a bygone era using bygone language. Um, but man, it's, I got to say, it's even though I'm making fun of it a little bit, I, it's remarkable. I just spent a whole newsletter on this topic, and I only came up with a handful of things that are really dusty. You know, I've actually I found uh, recovery literature to be among the most amazing, forward, progressive things I've ever read. Like... How many other things can you read from 1940 that hold up as well as recovery stuff? The answer is not very many in my experience. So, um, so with that in mind, I can live with a John, John Barleycorn or a Whoopi Party reference once in a while. Thanks for letting me share it.